Hello listener. You join me as I go for a walk to contemplate the situation we find ourselves in. Thank you so much for downloading yet another episode of the Franks and Fur podcast. You may notice I'm not throwing to our good friend Jussie P right now. He's not even there. He's not even listening. Or he might be listening now, but he's not listening as I record this on my walk. Nearly walked into some people then. As I walk to Aldi, he is very poorly. Now, normally I'd do a little pithy little joke now about how he's drunk himself into a stupor or something like that. But he's actually been really poorly. Poor little sausage. So I'm not going to make that kind of joke just in case he doesn't pull through and I look like a bad person, really. He's being a brave little sausage and um, he's home now, but he's in a bad way. You know he's in a bad way because some stuff has happened this week with other comedians that we know and he's not even messaged me to like slag them off or laugh at their misfortune, which is always a bad sign. So anyone wants to send him well wishes at Justin Panks on Twitter and let him know that you you love him. He'll love that. He loves being centre of attention. That's what he loves best. No, he's not. I've just had a message. I said, are you going to try and record something? And he said, no, just tell them I'm ill. The doctors say it's 50-50. Well, he'll still be a bit of a cunt when he's when he's fully fit they said the only way you can fully make sure that he pulls through is if everyone who listens just goes on to patreon.com and becomes an enabler just one dollar a month would be enough to make sure that justin has medicine and is able to recover from this terrible illness so if you want to help people just like justin and actually Justin, please go to patreon.com forward slash pranks and firth and give what you can today. What I've decided to do instead of just not putting something out, because we haven't missed an episode for, it's been ages since we missed an episode actually. What I've decided to do is I found recently in the old archives, episode one of Pranks and Firth. When it wasn't even Pranks and Firth then, it was something completely different. And uh, me and Jesse P, the first time we got together, we realised it was a winning formula, and that's how things would be from that day to the next. So, apologies if we say anything we shouldn't. I've not properly listened through. Uh, The people who are Pranks a Million supporters on Patreon have been able to hear this for a few weeks as they can hear all of the old episodes Uh, but this is a little treat just because Justin is laid up in bed and able to record and I didn't want you going without I did ask my girlfriend last night whether she'd be interested in being a special guest she said absolutely not so you know let you understand where where she stands on the whole situation. There'll be no snob or scums this week. And there'll be no lost in translation this week. A short-lived feature that Justin came up with. Maybe it was that that made him so ill. Um, like I say, if you want to get in touch, at Justin Panks, 
at Prankton Firth, at Ashfrith, support us by sharing and, and telling people about the podcast. Absolutely huge listening figures this week. I don't know. I don't know what happened. Maybe it was because Justin got so close to God that God smiled down on us. But we had our biggest ever single week uh, this week. So thank you so much for that. Please keep sharing. Also, if it's Ashy F, little Ashel F that you uh, you enjoy listening to, why not listen to and download? my new podcast with comedian Matt Adlington talking about the week's football focusing on the Essex clubs but not solely on the Essex clubs even if you don't like football download that and uh, they'll you know keep me in a job really Radio Essex if you just go on the feed you find that podcast download it does me a massive favour and uh, you never know you might find me actually on Radio Essex a little bit more frequently in the near future if that's a success so the first couple of weeks have been brilliant even if you just download it and put it on silently in the background that'll do me that'll do me a huge favour so it's Radio Essex it's called Soccer PM with Ashforth and Matt Adlington and download that be a huge favour subscribe if you would massive massive thank you for anyone who does that because it really will transfer into actual payment for actual work for me so that'd be brilliant thank you very much i'm gonna go in aldi now and buy some uh well some crisps probably uh thank you so much and uh, get well soon justin um or you know don't get well soon and there might we might get a few sympathy listens so Thanks so much, listener. Hope you enjoy episode one. Like I say, if there's anything in there that is distasteful, don't blame me. It was in the past. We've all made mistakes. Please welcome to the podcast the brilliant Justin Panks. Justin, I where would I know you from? <laughs> where, where, what, where, where do you know me from? <laughs> yeah, we gigged together in Cambridge. I think it's the first oh, time. Oh, the first time, yeah. And really, I think that the reason I've asked you to be the first guest on the podcast is because I respect your opinion so much. Yeah. yeah. Ely, Ely was the first gig. Oh, God, yeah, in the snow, it was. Yeah. That was a room where everyone died uh, because there was old age pensioners, and then you did some pretty disgusting humour, and they really went for it. That's why I mentioned it. That's why yeah. I mentioned the specific gig. It was like, I did well, so uh, that was it, the one. It was a car crash of a gig. Um, no, not for me. For me, certainly for me, and everyone else involved. Um, it was the airbag that softened the uh, the trauma of it. And then it was thick snow outside. It was like a winter miracle. Did, didn't it take you like eight hours to get to your Suffolk or something? <laughs> yeah, absolutely ridiculous. After just a death on stage as yeah. well. Yeah, just died. me, apart from you, sauntering round. Making jokes about having sex with an old lady and uh, giggling away, even though she corrected me about uh, uh, <laughs> about something to do with um, horse riding and uh, what's the word? Aquarian? Equestrian? Yeah, no, yeah, Equestrian. no. You said yeah, yeah. You said Aquarian. Yeah, she said Equestrian. And I said I don't care. <laughs> Doesn't matter. And I either. said you should have said seahorse. We did, and that, that really pissed you off, of, didn't it? That was the start of a beautiful relationship where you correct me on jokes 
every time we gig together and say, you should have said this. Yeah. Um, but it was, from that moment on, I respected your opinion, you see, because um, it was... I mean, we've not really explained what the joke was, and I can't remember. Cause this, bearing in mind, this was about three or four years ago, so the fact that we actually You did remember your tip this, on a horse joke. Jesus Christ, how do you remember that? Oh, it's just what I'm like. And then she said something, and you said, oh, are you going to correct me on my... Uh, I think you said aquarium. Are yeah, you, an, are you an aquarium or something like that? You said yeah. equestrian. <laughs> <laughs> and I love being corrected, so that gig went really well from that point on. Yep. Uh, because there's nothing funnier than when a comedian gets corrected and a gig he's And then I think up. they booked another gig and you all did it again and except me. I did not do that gig because it was uh, it was a couple that booked it, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, maybe I did. Maybe yeah, I did. did. You thought everyone got rebooked except me. That, that, after that gig, it was like uh, Chernobyl was got to be left for forty years. <laughs> it was so bad <laughs> before any comedy could ever be even thought about. Returning. Well, I think I think that should be the same for Christmas gigs. I reckon you should do a tour of duty. I reckon you should do a a Christmas gig, and then you should get like five years off. Or if you serve the great Colchester gig of 2013 that I was in, I don't think I should be called up to, you know, the the gig again in 2014. I think that's unfair. Yeah, there should be, or you've got to have, a, you know, you've got, to, uh, you've got to have a number of good gigs. In between, a yeah. certain number. Yeah. Like a level. You've got to get to a certain level of goodness before you can trust yourself to go back into a It's Christmas. not you've got to get to a level, it's you've got to have a buffer. You can't you can't turn around, you can't do tour, two tours back to back. I don't feel like I should be expected to go and go into battle again. Like I, I've said on the podcast briefly, last Christmas where I did a gig in Colchester and... Um, People were throwing stuff at the acts. Yeah. Uh, I was MC, but they didn't throw anything at me, which instead of taken as a positive, I've taken as an insult. Well, right, they were so throwing they, food. They probably thought, you know... They, yeah, well, they thought I'd catch it in my yeah, mouth exactly. like a sea lion. But, um, People have been trained to not throw. Yeah, that is a bad sign. I've never that seen is. it. I've never actually seen it. It's one of those things before you start, you think would happen all the time. Yeah, you sort well, of say, oh, people throw, you know, that sort of old myth, because I'd never, before, because I, I live in the sticks, I'd never been to comedy before I did it. But well, I thought comedy clubs were like, you know, people would turn up with eggs in their pockets. <laughs> you know, like, there is that kind of old cliche, but I think, like, it would be better in some respects if it was a bit like that. Yeah, well, at least you have something to work off sometimes, because sometimes you've just got just a, a venom-filled pit of hate and uh, it'd be quite nice to have, like, to at least feel the pain physically, not just emotionally. Well, apathy is that's that's the that's what many people say that's the worst thing, and it? it's just if they. Well, that's why this year, this year's Christmas gig was uh, teachers, and they were just it's chatting always teachers, it's always fucking teachers. Because they spend their time telling people to be quiet, and then all of a yeah. sudden they break. They're free used and... to being in our position. They're yeah, used exactly. to being the one standing facing the other way talking. And they can't fucking handle it, mate. And they're writhing around, they're chatting, and they don't want to listen, and they're all trying to fuck each other the whole time. That's teachers out on a night out. You know what I'm going to take next December, what I'm going to have in my back pocket? A board rubber. And next time, <laughs> next time a teacher's chat, I'm going to fucking launch it at their head. Old school, 70s teaching. Well, there's that old uh, comeback, because it's teachers are notorious, isn't it? It's not my time to waste, it's yours. I think yeah. that's the kind of... Uh, a retort that many a comedian has used to a teacher. Yeah. But um, I, when I, I MC the Christmas gig earlier on, uh, quite early on in December, and um, there was a woman talking. I said, are you all right? 
And she said, no, I'm bored. And it was about 30 seconds into the gig. Everyone knows this, corporates, Christmas, same thing. There's probably one person who worked in the school that likes, you know... You know, whatever comedian they've seen on Live at the Apollo. So this, I'm going to drag everyone to this sort of like much lower rent bill. Not that I'm saying your bill is lower rent, but you know they're not going to get the polished Live at the Apollo experience. Well, that's not a realistic experience of stand-up comedy at at, at any level, really. That doesn't happen. That happens at Live at the Apollo and on a DVD recorder. That's about it, isn't it? Really. Yeah. I mean, even even the most professional stand-up comedian doing a set in a club is going to be a little bit raw and a little bit you know not quite as polished because just just the environment that you're in you say things you're much more likely to say something off the cuff in a club than you are yeah and and it's just and and it becomes a downward spiral if the audience aren't pissing themselves laughing at everything like they do on tv sets because it does make a difference i mean that's why canned laughter exists it's it's infectious You know, if it didn't, they wouldn't waste money putting canned laughter on things if the sound of other people laughing didn't create the illusion of it being... Well, that's that's the thing. If you do a theatre gig, then it's so much easier because all you need is a pocket of that theatre. So if you've got a couple of hundred people, if you get, you know, a quarter of those people laughing, that is infectious. So if you One start day, mate, off... Just keep going. You never know. One day, I'm whole... sure if you work hard, you'll be able to get a quarter of the people laughing. One day, mate. One day, I mean, I could talk about the gig I did at the Palace Theatre, but I'm not going. Um, did you, uh, did you have um, Christmas gigs? Uh, this year, I did my last one on the 13th. My my strategy for not having an awful December run of Christmas gigs was by being not asked to do any. Oh, good. That was my strategy: is to just sort of be so arsy and shit for 11 months that I don't have to bear that cross so I had my last one on the 13th and it wasn't really like a Christmas gig no it was alright was was it last year where you were felt threatened and had to get in your car as quickly as possible was that a Christmas gig was that corporate I've had one gig where I felt threatened to get but that was ages ago but I, I had one where it was so bad I got in my car really quickly because I just had to flee the scene yeah because because of not because I was in danger, but just because of God, I'd, I'd stunk it up. It, well, I hadn't stunk it up. It was a stinker. It was yeah. it was unplayable, and it was such a horrible experience. I just had to. I I literally. I didn't run, but I did that Olympic speed walking. I love I that. I walked thing. as fast as I could without technically running. I remember you saying once that you did a gig and you were so annoyed with a guy in the audience, you just wanted to throw the mic at him. <laughs> I just love that thought of just. It's been so wound up and just going, nah, you know what, I'm going to hit you in the face with this microphone. <laughs> oh, it's, just, it's, a, it's a strange position you're in when you're doing it, isn't it? because you've sort of got to sort of be toe some sort of line. And I'm <laughs> not naturally that bloke. I don't no, like being mugged yes, off, in, but in you've fact, just got, hey, I'm just the jester idiot. You can mug me off and I'm just inside I'm like, you fucking cunt, if I was in any other situation, <laughs> I would. Well. Break your neck. In <laughs> fact, I think I genuinely think stand-up comedy goes against every morsel of your being. <laughs> in some ways, it does. In some ways, it doesn't. It's one of those things, and it's, it's that's, again like this. What we just talked about with teachers, I've, like I said before, I said like you can't bollock someone, you know, when they're not listening, and then turn around and go, "Shut up, you listen to me, mate," and then go. So anyway, the other day I was in the post office because it's just such a 
doesn't work. You can't. You're either one or the other. I think it's like I say. You have. You're either the class clown or the or the teacher. You can't. Yeah, you're right. You can't bollock them and then be, hey, listen to me. I'm this cheeky chappy. I'm one of you know society's outsiders. If that's your character, yeah. and then you're laying down the law, and it's just oh, so in some ways, like, I like I like to sort of like um, chat shit and have a laugh in, in in my real life, but. If someone's just being an arsehole, I don't normally enjoy tolerating that. And but you're in that position, aren't you? Where you, you. Got I remember um, I, I did a gig with you in Cambridge, and one of my mates came with me, and he'd never met you before. And on the drive back, he said, oh, "I really like Justin. He's really seems like a really nice bloke. I'm quite scared of him, though." He <laughs> oh, must have been. Well, that, <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to say come across like you. I'm just, but. I'll just I'll be honest, when someone is mugging me off, like we were talking about, I did feel like throwing the mic at someone. Yeah. Because no. it's just <laughs> that's my instinct. <laughs> well, I um so let's have a look. I um I had a think about uh there's no news. That's the thing. I wanted to do a thing where it was There's loads uh, of news. There is news, but I don't want to talk about the a Air Asia aeroplane disappearing. Or Ebola. Um, or Ebola. Um, the, I, I, I mean, I spoke briefly about the fact that Katie Hopkins, uh, you know that arse yeah, hole of a woman, she said that she wants to become a Muslim and moonwalk through London in a burqa for a documentary. But, I mean, it's, it's, it's like the, the gloves are off now, isn't it? She's gone full heel, to use a wrestling <laughs> term. She's just, she used to sort of like try and sort of like pretend she was making sort of like cognizant comments if that's the word and yeah but now that is just yeah that's just I'm, I know, I've, I've insulted like people's you know the names they give children and the work and now I'm going to just go completely fucking stupid she's pulled words out of a hat yeah that. or she just thought okay. like you know if you if you're going to go to it's not like she's not saying burn the Quran or something which is like completely offensive it's just a ridiculously I'm trying to sort of like to, I don't know I don't know she's, she's a lunatic well that just um, proves it you know, she's... Uh, and it's working. Uh, um, we know who, I know who she is. Well, yeah, I was impressed by that. Um, there was uh, another story which I'll read to you. Um, I, I mean, I'm throwing this on you. I know I've got it on the fucking uh, right stuff. Is this what this is? Like, topical? No, it's not topical because, like I say, nothing's happened. Christmas mm. happened. Do you have a good Christmas? <laughs> I don't want to know. Um, this guy in America called Neil Olson, he put up a Christmas tree when two of his sons went off to war in 1974, vowing not to take it down until they returned. Uh, his eldest son was injured, and the disability has meant he's never returned home. Now, that sounds like an excuse to me, to be honest. So what did he so. just like, cut a few of the branches off? So the tree has stayed up, the, knee, the needles are now yellowing, and they're still there. Um, the guy, Neil, said they've remained for a reason. It's supernatural, I'd say. Um, the lights are now 100 years old, and they haven't been switched on since 1974. And Neil joked, they'd blow up on me now. It'd be like a bomb landing next to me. He joked, it says in the story, which I think really takes the piss out of his injured war veteran the son. But uh, um, if you go where did they go Vietnam you say? Yeah I think so yeah so there's only two reasons you'd stay there, you either a drug addict or a sex tourist. Yeah maybe he's involved in some sort of ping pong ball show. I don't know if you've heard of such a thing. No? What do you mean? Well I'm not gonna go into it. 
Um, well, that's that is literally that's the only things that uh, that have happened this week that aren't a possible horrific tragedy. So, when is your next gig? When are you gigging again? Um, the eighth. The eighth. And what have you got? Is it good? That's right. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> it. Go that's... through my diary. I don't want you to go through your diary, but maybe some. <laughs> just, yeah. <laughs> It'll be alright. Yeah, probably. I don't like to. I don't, I don't. I'm not one of these. You probably tell from like my Facebook and social media. I don't normally talk about where I'm gigging. No, not no, for that's... any reason other than I just. Why would anyone care? I haven't got a following. Well, and it's just. Oh, I'm going to be here. I just. What does it matter, really? Well, we uh, we enjoy very much the like winkling out the tropes of uh, comedy, don't we? We sort yes. of trawl through social media yes. on a daily basis mm-hmm. and. There's a lot of people that talk a lot of old crap on on Facebook and Twitter, and they all seem to be talking the same thing. You've got a lot of people at the moment who are they jumping on bandwagons, mm-hmm. and, and then they uh, do you think that is just people trying to get extra followers, or do you think do you think people actually do you think they get more gigs? Do you think if you are on I think social they media get more of a level? I don't think you I don't think you can level up by no, uh, but no. you can you know. But I've, there's, there's, two, there's two schools of thought. I've had people say to me, "Oh, you know, you got to tell people what you're doing. It's all about the um, what do they say? Like, they'll say it's all about visibility. People will just forget. People, you, I don't know. But, but people do. The ones that make me laugh is that someone came up to me afterwards and said, "My mum has had some horrific illness and she hasn't been out of the house for twenty years. Tonight was the first time I've seen her laughing. You seen that one?" No. I've seen like they wanted to. Th- I want to personally thank you for being so hilarious. Oh, that's amazing! I've, heard, I've seen like that a few times, and well, a few people have said that same thing about them. Yeah, yes, yeah, no, it's not, it's not the same case. It's like it's a thing, and it maybe it's true, but maybe it's maybe not. that that mum is just a lying yeah. bitch. Yes, yeah, right. Yeah, just goes around. I'm just. I mean, you. I mean, I think there has to be a certain amount of letting people know how well you're doing. I mean, it's a bit disgusting, but, um, but I mean, you can go and see a million Edinburgh shows that will back up. I'm not, I'm going to cut that out because I'm going to go and do Edinburgh this year and it'll probably be dog shit and no one will turn up. No, but, but no, but that's, but that, you know, I'll tell you, there's nothing wrong with going to Edinburgh and doing a dog shit show if you try hard. But what makes me laugh, and I've said this to you before, is I, this is my favourite weird comedian social media post. Someone who I haven't seen do a good 10 minutes yeah. will post on the 1st of August on the train up to Edinburgh writing my show. Yeah. <laughs> like, you've, you've been going around, you've been gigging four or five times a week in London for four years and you haven't come up with ten minutes and you're now, oh, I don't know. Oh, I mean, we have read some reviews. I mean, we are, I know it's bitchy, but we have read some incredible reviews of people saying exactly that. If you read a short review and it says, this guy hasn't got 20 minutes, let alone 60 minutes, yeah. what are they thinking yeah i'm all for people going up there i went and did some spots um i didn't take a show up there i certainly wouldn't take an hour show up there um at the moment i'm 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 hoping to go and take 40 minutes or so this year but i think if you're very naive if you think you're just going to go and take an hour show up to edinburgh and everyone's going to be all over you i mean even the people that win the best newcomers and stuff like that out there they have been going a long time yeah, well, that's the thing to do. To be eligible for the newcomer, it's, you, you've got to be doing your first hour for the full month. It doesn't mean yeah. it doesn't mean it's yeah. your first time you've ever been to Edinburgh. But there's so many acts going up there. I don't even know whether I think you could probably 
you know, some of these some of these shows are going so under the radar. I don't think they'd even know if you were doing your, your first hour or not, would you? Would they? No, I, I suppose not. I mean, I, I, I suppose if it was officially listed in the, um, it's got to be officially lifted in the fringe. Ah, yeah, that's I good. guess. But listen, it's, it's not. Look, this isn't the only way to do it. I, I, I do want to say that because I come across like, oh, you should do this. There's no, you shouldn't do anything. Personally, I don't like to uh, a lie about gigs I'm doing and how well they went, or, no. or or tell the truth about how they well well they went. I don't like to be one of these people who's always going, oh, lovely, just got an email. I've so you, you just got oh, an email oh, yeah. from so and so, or booked in ten gigs today. I don't. I personally, that's just not my character to do that. It's also not my character to to throw myself in the deep end. Because there's a good chance you'll drown. So at the moment you're doing kids parties, man. Yeah? At the moment I'm doing kids parties, and yeah, well I won't mention any <laughs> certain gigs. Family functions. I'm doing yeah. family functions, and I'm just doing gigs, you know, on on, on my YouTube channel, just to yeah. uh, just in front of the webcam. And sometimes you're uh, you make the guy at Tesco laugh, don't you, when you're buying some beer to drink? He's, he's gone off me a bit. I think I took it too far. <laughs> But it's one thing I'll say. So you know, if you want to go up to Edinburgh and throw yourself in it deep, and that is one way to learn. But personally, that's not my bag. No, good. No. Well, that's been it's been a lovely chat. Thank you. We've had twenty. I've had twenty minutes of your time. Um, I'm going to chop this and stick it into the bit that I spoke about earlier, and then I'm going to post this as a podcast. So really? thank you very much for being the number one guest on the podcast due to foresee circumstances it's called if you want to subscribe but you probably won't um and uh, have a great gig on the 8th it sounds like an absolute doozy it's a new material night i'm going to be trying some all my my bulging notebook well yeah maybe you could have brought brought some of those ideas to the podcast but thanks for not no they're mine mate (laughs) give it away um well yeah i'm gonna feather your nest no not any more than you already have eh? hey With that cracking and they're off joke you did in Brighton. Um, yeah, that was funny. It was. It was funny. I'm At the time. Yeah. It you wasn't can, when I did it. You can, you can tell your listeners about that if you're stuck. It wasn't London. when you bet me to tell that joke on stage to silence. <laughs> well, I knew you had to be there. It was funny at the time. So and have you it. have been funny at the time. Thank you very much. I'll good, speak to you good, again good soon. sign off, yeah. <laughs> I could do that. I'm a pro. Thanks. Yeah. Bye.